What's up, Firebird Nation? Sports Information Director Polly Ulrich here with you, bringing you the first ever episode of the USK Athletics Podcast. This show is going to be your one-stop shop for everything USK Athletics. We'll be bringing you things like interviews with student athletes and coaches, as well as all of the news and highlights you could possibly want for the Firebirds. We're looking to really get this show going in the fall when sports are back up and running, but we're going to be working hard to bring you some episodes this summer. Uh, had to start with this one, and you'll see why. So today, our first guest is USK men's soccer forward, Antonio Chavez. Antonio, how are you doing? It's good to see you, buddy. I'm glad to be here, Polly. Thanks for having me. Uh, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Doing okay. well. Really excited. Good. So you and I have what I would certainly consider to be a pretty big story here, certainly a significant story. Uh, but before we get to that, let's get everyone at home just kind of caught up on you and who you are. So why don't you just give a quick introduction of yourself, you know, who you are, where you're from, where you've played soccer, that kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, my name is Antonio Chavez. Born and raised in Oceanside, California. Um, I played for Oceanside Breakers, the local competitive club, my whole life. Uh, I lived in the same house in the same uh, neighborhood that my dad lived in. Uh, went to the same school as him, elementary, middle, and high school. Um, yeah, I'm Oceanside through and through. Local boy. Wow. That's awesome. So really, uh, really local family, not just you, but your whole family's yeah. been here for a long time a long and time. not just San Diego local, but North County local as well. Yeah. And that's really cool as, you know, as an athletics department, as a university, just as an institution as a whole, it's those local students like you are so important for building and establishing a culture here. So I think the most obvious question to kind of start things off, you know, you being local, your whole family being local, you know just as well as anyone the plethora of choices you had for college. You know, CSU San Marcos right down the road, a little further south, SDSU, UCSD, USD, Point Loma Nazarene. I think that's all of them. And that's not even mentioning the JC. JCs, yeah. You're probably like walking distance from Miracosta or I, pretty close to it. Very close. Um, both my sister and my dad went to Miracosta. They, my dad went to uh, Point Loma and CSU San Marcos. Wow. Um, yeah, definitely a lot of options. Yeah. So with all those options, why USK? What brought you to the school? What brought you to the program? What made you want to become a Firebird? Uh, well, Coach Brad, the men's soccer coach, he... Uh, scouted me at a at a at a, like a local tournament, um, and he he pitched University of Saint Catherine to me, and I was interested in it because you know it's local. He you know he wanted me to play soccer. I could tell um, that I would be like a good part of the team. He w he's gonna offer me a financial scholarship. Uh, that's just like a great all. He just laid out all the reasons why I should go there, and I was like, hundred percent agreed with all of the reasons <laughs> that he gave, you know. Um, and uh, very glad I came here. Yeah, he's quite convincing, isn't he? Yes, he is. <laughs> he is a good sales pitch. Yeah. So, you know, that's a pretty, I would say, a common factor with the kids who come here. At the very least, you have to be okay with the small school. But a lot of kids come here. 
uh, myself included, when I was a student here yeah. all those many years ago. <laughs> you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. A couple of years ago. You come here uh, for the small classes. Most of those kids want the uh, intimate feel of the professors, of their classmates. And, uh, you know, again, you also have to give credit to the way Brad has turned around this program. Uh, that's obviously a huge draw. Uh, so I think that brings us nicely into your first year at USK. Let's uh, talk about your career here. So first year, posted a 5-12 and 12 record. Uh, on its face, may not seem all that impressive, but considering the context of the program, you know, the men's program only had one win in its previous two seasons. Yeah. Uh, you were the co-leading goal scorer, uh, point earner, five goals, three assists, uh, tied with Hugo. Mm -hmm. um, really to date, still the most successful winning year in USK men's soccer history. So with that pitch that by Brad that got you to come here and yeah. the school and all that, what were your goals going into this first season, both as an individual and what did you want this team to do? I think we all knew coach brad um he told me that he wanted to bring in a lot of people and he did i think we had like 14 new players something like that like yeah minimum yeah like a whole new squad and i knew that going into it so and i knew their past because i had looked them up uh and i think really we all wanted to just make sure we improved on the previous years and uh, I think a, a bit of a reach goal for us was to make it to playoffs. I think we all wanted that. Yeah. Um, we wanted a winning record or like at least 50, you know, at least as many wins as losses. Uh, and then individually, I wanted uh, at, I wanted to aim for double digits in goals and assists. So whether that's like eight assists and two goals or five and five or whatever. I, right. I wanted double digits. That was my personal goal going into my first year. Well, you came pretty close. I did. I did. <laughs> five, I was close. five goals, three assists. Uh, you know, maybe a bit disappointing for you as a player to not reach that goal. But I think especially for someone like me who's been around here for longer than almost anyone at the school. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, short of, I think, I think Dr. Frank and Marina are the only ones who have me beat at this yeah, point. Yeah, the owners of, yeah. <laughs> of the school. Um, something like what you did and what the team did was unprecedented and just such a huge step in the right direction. Uh, it really was phenomenal. But let's just kind of talk about that season a little bit, uh, a little bit more in depth. Mm -hmm. it was, so a bit of a roller coaster start, I thought. Yeah. Uh, I was still an assistant at the time, so I can speak a little bit from uh, firsthand experience here. Uh, that first goal, sorry, not the first goal, first game uh, against San Diego Christian. And, you know, everyone's pretty optimistic going into it. Mm -hmm. uh, really good preseason uh, and just really exciting feeling around the team. Just having that many guys out of training yeah. <laughs> for the first time ever. You know, we only ever had a max of maybe 14 or 15 guys out of practice. And that was on a really good day. And six of those guys were baseball or basketball players. I was going to say, and all of them, <laughs> not all of them were soccer players. No. So that preseason, really exciting and really exciting to take on our local rivals, San Diego Christian yeah. in that first game. Um, but I think it goes without saying the 3-0 loss uh, was pretty disappointing. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I think that can almost entirely be chalked up to nerves. Yeah. You know, mo- most of the team was freshmen. Almost, it's got to be 80, 85% of yeah. the team was freshmen at the time playing in their first college game. Yeah, uh, definitely. The The loss was disappointing and we're all disappointed. But like you said, we had like probably 14 or 15 guys making their first ever appearance yeah. at the college level, you know, so that's uh, kind of a nerve wracking time. And San Diego Christian are not a bad team. You know, that's a that's a decent opponent to yeah. face. So that added to that factor as well. So uh, I think we we're all a little disappointed, but we we're glad to, you know, break those nerves and like get the first game out of the way. Yeah, it definitely seemed like it was a necessary step. Yeah, like it definitely. would have been sick if you guys had come out and beat them three nil. Yeah, um, I, that would have been. <laughs> you're right. You're right. But. Uh, perhaps a little far-fetched for a team of 18 year olds who are playing their first college (laughs) game and a team that a program that's only won one game in two years probably Uh, so maybe a necessary first step and it seemed like things turned around quickly there because next game i think it's only two days later yeah uh, you guys are away at la sierra uh three two double overtime loss you're down two nil come back and tie it up send it to overtime what a game that was. That, that was, was really exciting. Game. That was a great, great game, yeah. We were all uh, we were all very excited. Uh, night game, always super fun. Yeah, under the lights. Under the lights, exactly. And uh, and we were all motivated after that first that first loss. We wanted to show improvement and we did. We we fought really hard in that game. Like you said, two nil down. Um, kind of classic usk men's soccer go down <laughs> uh, and have to fight an uphill battle but and that's what we did came back tied it up and then just that last overtime just a all of us were super tired yeah um inexperienced and uh they they nicked it from us in that one yeah mm-hmm. but the the feel of the team it, it was night and day. Yeah, it, oh. it was pretty drab after that San Diego Christian loss. Night and day. You're right. <laughs> it was night and day. <laughs> uh, but the, the feel of the team, despite the loss, was so much better. And yeah. I, I remember being on the bus home. It was the men's and the women's team. Both, uh, teams, both, on, yep. both teams on the bus and, you know, singing songs on the PA system. Yeah. The, <laughs> the spirits were very high. Very high. We're all very proud of ourselves uh, for the battle that we did. Coach Brad and DJ and you and everyone, yep. um, they all had our backs. They all knew that we left everything out on the field. So that's all you can really ask for, you know, from a young squad. And uh, and so spirits were high and we we're singing songs all the way home. Yep. And then your guys' the next game. Uh, first win of the season, and yep. at the time, uh, biggest win in USK men's soccer history, 6-1 against Multnomah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Desi, Desi still has the record, uh, four goals in four, one game. Four goals from right back. Yeah, crazy. Absolute mad one, yeah. That was crazy. Good. It was a great game. He was in the right spot at the right time on four occasions. Yeah. And uh, we, even yeah, we battered him. It was 6-1, um, but we knew that we didn't play our best. You know, we kind of, like, yeah. played a little down to their level, but um, still super stoked to get our first win. 
uh, yeah, felt good. So writing, team writing really high yeah. after three games, mm-hmm. you know, just a few weeks into the season, and then you guys hit a bit of a skid. You follow <laughs> that up with seven straight losses. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's a mix of games in there. Some of those games you would like back, and you think you could probably win if you do things a little bit better. And mm-hmm. then some games, you know, the one that I always remember is Occidental. 6-0 against Occidental. Yeah. yeah for a number mm-hmm. of reasons. Yeah. Um, but a really tough stretch. Um, how did you overcome that losing streak as a team? Because for such a young team, uh, for a team that really comes into this trying to build something, yeah. th- that streak can be really daunting and really disheartening. You know, it's, oh, yeah. we're just right back to losing every game again. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you guys get through that? How did you get through that? Yeah, that is very true. The The stretch of games is really tough, and especially for a new team. It, uh, it's really easy to just be like, oh, you know, throw this season out, try to focus on the next one. We're not getting anything out of this season. Um, but what kept us going was a lot of the results in those seven games. Uh, maybe not a lot of the results. A few of the results in those games yeah. were awfully close. Like maybe one goal. Yeah. Uh, and we were in it. We were in the game pretty much the whole time fighting. And they were really close. But um, I think those performances where we showed um, a bit of our potential. And if we were able to focus, you know, like the full 90 minutes, we maybe could have won. I think that kept us going. Even though we suffered, you know, heavy losses to Occidental and Laverne. Um, two good sides uh, those those really tight games really motivated us and showed that we had the potential to win football matches you know and so yeah. we wanted to do that we wanted to win and so just kept kept grinding and uh, eventually it came well eventually it did um, first of three straight wins uh, still the longest streak in yep. USK men's soccer history. Uh, that first, uh, the biggest win now, 8-1 against Cal Maritime. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a performance that was, obviously. That's a game I think, you know, especially looking back on it, you were always going to win that game. But always. Uh, really nice to kind of turn the page with a result that big and a result, uh, a performance that strong. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Uh, a good turning point in our season after getting seven straight losses and then to have a big win like that, it's just like relief off your shoulders, you know, and makes you even hungrier for the next game. Yeah. And uh, we went out and won two more games. Yeah. Right I think the bounce. Um, I think those two wins to follow are probably still two of the best games ever for USK men's soccer. I agree. Uh, the one nil win against La Sierra mm-hmm. uh, at home exciting yeah that's <laughs> to, a good way to, to, put, to it. put a diplomat yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly uh what what a game that was and then you follow that up with a one nil win overtime win against westcliff who were a very good side that game was awesome yeah that game was so <laughs> sick we we it was another night game yeah but it's this a time, sick venue yeah this time we got to play in the stadium in orange county yeah uh, and that was just awesome any player knows that when you get to play in a stadium it just feels so different oh yeah yeah so everyone was buzzing uh we knew west coast for a good side 
um but we were all just so hyped um at the time and from the past you know a couple of wins or the past win that we were just ready we were ready to fight um we knew that it could be scrappy but we knew that we could do whatever it takes to win and we fought for i don't know how long the whole 90 minutes we kept um we kept them quiet uh and then was did we win in the first half of overtime or is it the second do you know i can't remember i probably should have written that down for the notes but I swear it was late. I swear it was like the 117th minute. I think it was the second one. Yeah. I think I remember having a break uh, after the first one. And I think it was early in the in the first, in the second half of overtime. And we just like, it was so funny. It was just, we got a goal kick. We played it to one guy. He played it forward. Hugo like dribbled two defenders and put it across the box. And Daltz, Daltz just went and topped <laughs> it in, and we went absolutely berserk. It was cra- we went crazy. It seemed so easy. You're right. It's like, it why did. couldn't you have done it like 85 minutes ago? That's a great question. <laughs> That's a great question. Oh, but what a moment for Daltz. Got himself oh, yeah. on the FIFA cover for that yes, one. Yes, sir. That was well-deserved. <laughs> yeah. Well-deserved. So I think that takes us uh, pretty nicely into year two. You know, year one ended with a couple of tight losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even have them written down here because we don't need to talk about them. But the one I remember, uh, you ended the season 1-0 uh, at the Academy of Art. Yeah, uh, That was a pretty close game. They were a pretty good team. But mm-hmm. overall, year one for you, um, I would consider wildly successful and yeah. certainly a massive step in the right direction for the program. I agree. So that brings us to year two. Uh, this most recent season, the COVID 2020 slash 2021 season. Yeah. Uh, slightly abridged, not quite a full season. Yeah. Uh, 2-11 and 11 record. Uh, obviously pretty disappointing um, compared to the previous season. Mm-hmm. Um, although you, you were the co-leading goal scorer, again, uh, having missed more than half of what was already a shortened season with injury. Yeah. Um, what do you think was the biggest challenge of the season for you? Was it the having the mental toughness to get through all the losses? Was it uh, the mental toll of trying to be healthy, the physical toll of trying to be healthy? Or, um, you know, what was the toughest part of an already tough season for you? Yeah. I mean, I got I got injured in, the, in our second game. Yeah. And it was um, – it wasn't a horrible injury, but it definitely kept me out for more than half the games, like you said. Uh, and that was tough, but – it was it was the hardest trying to get through all of the losses because it was just we after every game it was the same talk you know we had the same talk probably eleven times after every <laughs> loss because um, we didn't we weren't working hard enough and we didn't show enough character and enough determination to uh, to 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 take what it or for uh, for what it takes to win. Um, so just trying to stay positive after losing literally every game yeah. up to that point was really hard. Uh, and it's hard as um, an injured player to just be on the sidelines yeah. and watch that happen. You know, uh, same thing over and over and over again. Um, that was definitely the hardest part yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's definitely tough to get through that. Uh, you know, my – I played two seasons here and uh, mm-hmm. we won one game 
in all that time. Uh, so it, it it's very tough. Yeah. It uh, definitely know a lot about what you guys went through that past season. Mm-hmm. Um, so a two and eleven record. Um, all eleven of those losses in a row. Straight in a row. Um, we're not going to talk about all of them, obviously. I appreciate that, Polly. It's <laughs> very sweet of you. <laughs> Let's um, talk about the wins, huh? Let's yeah. Talk about the wins. Well, we got to talk about a couple of those games in yeah. that string of losses. Yeah. Because um, there were a couple of games, I think, that were um, that could either be considered the turning point of the season or at the very least this sort of cumulative stream of games uh, could be seen as big stepping stones yeah. in that season. Uh, so the first one I think of is that 4-1 loss to Park at home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. they, they weren't an amazing team, but they were a decent team. They had that one... Uh, super fast forward, yeah. probably the fastest guy I've ever seen in person. That's pretty um, just causing problems with his pace mm-hmm. alone, let alone whatever techers he had. Yeah. Um, but you guys are one one at the half, and the conditions are crazy. It's like 40, 40 mile an hour gusts, uh, dust clouds engulf the field it like at 90, least three times. It was like ninety degrees. Yeah, it was, it was hot. hot. It was super hot. Yeah. Um, on top of that. You know, it's 1-1 at the half, and again, we won't say too much about it, but questionable officiating. Uh, I just remember that penalty call being um, a tad horrendous, to put it nicely. Yeah. Um, and then the game slipped away late, as had as had kind of happened, per I would usual, say. Pretty yeah. usual, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I thought that game, to be 1-1 at the half, uh you guys definitely seemed much stronger than you had in the previous games. Yes. Yeah, definitely that game was uh that game was a good one. We went down early, of course. Yep. Uh but then Abanda scored a great goal and we kept it tied at 1-1 for a long time. Like I yeah. don't, I don't think they scored their uh second, third and fourth until like late in the second half, you know. Yeah, it was at least 20 minutes in, I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um so we were playing well we're fighting and then just like in a lot of the other games the last 20 minutes we just lost concentration probably weren't as fit as we should have been and they just took advantage but on the bright side we were we were uh, very happy with the performance up until those last 20 minutes you know yeah um and that uh, I think that kept our spirits a little higher than normal, which is usually walking away <laughs> with your head down and <laughs> silent car ride home. Yeah. Now, m- many of the previous games, that first goal, that first goal is almost, that's it. Yeah. Um, th- especially very early in the season, t- things tended to fold rather quickly after yeah. that. So I, I thought the fact that you guys were able to come back and keep it tied mm-hmm. for so long was a huge step. Yeah. Uh, next game, I think of one nil loss at La Sierra. Yes, um, that one stands out in particular. Uh, don't have the list of injuries. Not that we can name names or anything like that, but I do remember team was absolutely riddled with injuries at that point. So mm-hmm. much so that uh, you come back and you're slotted in at center back. Yep, which CB. is yeah, <laughs> not, not totally unprecedented. I think you've been that back there maybe once or twice before that. Yeah, I had played it a couple times. Um but uh you know, definitely not our ideal lineup if you're if you're a center back back there. Probably not. Uh, probably but e- not. even so, still 
very even game. I think they outshot you guys like 15 to 8, but most of those were like not even real chances. Wild ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're just flinging the ball randomly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the shots on goal was like 3 to 4. That sounds uh, more accurate. Um, but, you know, super even game, and they, they just put it away on a counterattack. Yeah. I remember that. It was... Uh... I remember it was right after the the second half had started, uh, maybe like five or ten minutes in. Yeah. Uh, I think we had we were a little cold from the break, and they just pounced on like a fifty-fifty. They won it. They took it down the f- the field and whipped it across. We couldn't clear our lines properly, and something we had struggled with all season. We kind of half cleared it where it just ended up on the top of our box. Yeah. And then their player just ran in and just passed it into the bottom corner and we were just like we're all gutted you know because we had we those are our rivals and we were playing decent and we had them at 0-0 for a long time Um, but even after they scored that goal I felt that we were in control of the game and we were creating the chances and we were pushing forward you know Um, but we were disappointed to to lose that game for sure and of course you guys couldn't get a bounce to go your way. No. It, you have to clear it. Yeah, you would have liked to clear it, you know, 30 yards upfield instead of it being at the top of your 18. Yes. But, of course, he hits it perfectly, finds the bottom corner. Of course. Could have easily deflected. Could have easily just been like a millimeter off. And could have hit one of our guys. You know, that's what would have happened to us. Yeah, know, in the, exactly. In the beginning of the season, <laughs> if we had that opportunity, we'd probably hit it, and it probably hit like the T right here, like the top bins, <laughs> hit both posts and crossbar, and then it go out. Yeah. But – that's the name of the game. Yeah. But again, another strong performance. Uh, definitely seems like things moving in the right direction. That work ethic is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the attacking quality isn't quite there yet, but yes. defensively much more organized and definitely looking like a much better team. Mm-hmm. And then the next the next game, other than you know your first win, of course, the next game that I see as a huge turning point in the season, the 3-2 loss at, uh, to Simpson at yeah. home. Uh, you have... Certain memories of this game, not particularly fond, um, but we'll get to that in just a second. You know, the, the the way the game started, you concede the first goal in the first minute, just brutal, brutal. <laughs> absolutely brutal. No way, oh, no man. way wants to start a game like that. No, horrible, horrible. And we, yeah, again, classic USK for that season, <laughs> a set piece. We struggle yep. with set pieces a lot. And we struggled the first five to 15 minutes of the beginning of every game, you know? And so when they they got a corner early in the game, that's like, that's like, that's a USK worst nightmare, you know? (laughs) And of course they whip it in and just dribbles into the bottom corner and we're one nil down in one minute. Yeah. They they score again, 25 minutes in, uh, but they haven't even had a shot on target at no. this point. Second goal was un- unlucky on goal yeah. for Chris. Yeah. Uh, you know, he slid out, deflected off him. Yeah. Uh, if he doesn't, the guy running in behind him behind scores. Behind him, tap it in. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you're 2-0 down after 25 minutes. It, it looks like the game's over at this point, like especially typical. considering the way things have gone yep. this season. Uh, but five minutes later, you guys get a, finally a stroke of luck. Yes. You get your own lucky own goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Deflection. Deflection. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we was were, it a free kick? I don't remember yeah, who was on the ball. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Agu had a free kick like just outside the box, and it looked it looked like he tried to 
uh, like curl it back post, but it like hit off one of the guys in the wall and like bobbled into the into the near post. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, first lucky bounce of the whole season. <laughs> of probably. course. Yep. Yeah. And then of course, you know, seven minutes later, you're red carded, and uh, again we won't be slating the referees too much on this show but oh, man. That's uh, tough. certainly probably the strangest straight red card i've ever seen yeah it was i was heartbroken i was oh like, yeah like so what happened was me and their center back we were kind of like battling for a 50 50 um and i got there first and he like tugged me back a little bit like grabbed my jersey and held me back a yeah. little bit um and i played on uh and then i took him on and i got past him and i was gonna drive drive at their goal but he pulled me back again like he's like holding onto my hips basically yeah um and the ref wasn't calling it and so i'm trying to get the guy off me by like swinging my arms and like you know like don't grab my jersey anymore like let me free yeah. <laughs> um and like I swung and like it like hit the it hit him in the in the face, and uh, of course that's not what I meant. It was clear as day that I was trying to get him off me. Yeah. Um, if the ref would have just called a foul, that wouldn't have happened. And then as soon as that happened, the ref came over and gave me a straight red. Didn't let me talk at all. Just sent me packing, and I was, I was gutted. I don't I don't think I've ever gotten a straight red before. No, and obviously he you know he can't know every player intimately on the pitch no. but anyone who knows everyone at usk anyone who knows who knows you would never swing at a guy no, you're like no, the most never, chill never. not one of the nicest kids at the school you'd never Thank do you. something like that no uh so really really strange situation but you know that's one of those moments that could turn the game on its head you know it's a bit back and forth you've just got a stroke of luck yes. and then bam probably the worst possible luck short of another goal being scored the worst possible luck you could possibly have yeah uh, i, th- I honest in my honest opinion i think if instead of that happening i think if we would have got scored on again we would have had a better chance of winning that game yeah because we had so much momentum we were we we're hounding them after that second goal went in we were just all pissed and we were like we're not losing this game and like we we're moving forward creating chances and then that happened and it basically just gave them the win you yeah know? It, it's so. tough to come back down a goal and down a man down but a man yeah as well you know, you guys almost did it yeah you, you <laughs> were still incredibly the best team on the pitch for i would say the entire game if not 95 yes. percent of the game yes credit you know? to the boys oh yeah sure. um you know we, you made it three two uh i can't remember how long was left in the game um but uh, sick goal from Abba, great mm-hmm. pass from Chris, a forty-yard dime yeah. onto Abba, good first touch, and he finishes it, makes it three-two, and uh, you know it definitely seems like if you know if you were at full strength at yes. the very least, if you're at full strength, you guys could tie that game, maybe even win that game. Yeah, absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. I think if we would have played, I think if we would have played five more minutes, we could have got a goal. Like if the game didn't end. Because we were so on them and we were, like, creating chances and, like, battering them. I think if we could have played, like, five or ten minutes more, we could have found a, the equalizing goal. Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you think that game – that game is probably the biggest 
most obvious turning point in the season for me. Is it the same for you, or is yeah. there a different moment? Do you yeah, think? that that game for sure. Um, that was a huge one, and then also the next game where we played Park in Arizona. Yeah. Um, that loss. Um, I think that loss was like the straw that broke the camel's back for us, but in a good way. Right. It was like, it was like so disappointing and so frustrating that we were just all like this. We are not going to feel this way again. We have one, this could technically that, that, that last game or that Benedictine game in Arizona, that could have been our last game because we didn't know if we were going to play UAV and we oh, didn't yeah. know if we are going to play They were a bit weird year. all season, yeah. yeah. Um, but that uh, that game uh, that game was was one where after we – there's no way we were going to lose the next game, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then while we were in Arizona, they played that game, and then we got a, a break, I'm pretty sure. Um, and we just hung out by the pool, like, all day. Yeah. Uh, and I think that – bonding and that coming together and like just being together and not stressing about soccer. Uh, I think that helped us to win the next game. I was going to say, it definitely seemed like it because you yeah. came out and beat Benedictine one yeah. nil right after yeah. that. We were very together at yeah. that point. And Benedictine weren't a bad team. They had beaten no. you guys four yeah, nil like a couple weeks us, prior. Yeah. They smoked us four zero at home. Yeah. Yeah. But in Arizona, that game was tough. The ground was hard as nails. Oh, yeah. It was hot. <laughs> the whole team had already played a game um, a couple of days before. Yeah. Um, but we were not losing that game. Yeah. I don't care who we played. We we would have won that game no matter what. Yeah. It was a great way to end the season. And, oh, yeah. you know, you come out in the last game of the season, you beat UAV 3-1. And that's a great feeling because – They've been a pretty strong team, and they've had our number uh, pretty much every time they've played us. Yep. Uh, so really nice to come out and not only play probably your best soccer of the, soccer of the season, but to get that win against a conference rival, mm-hmm. ending the season with two straight wins. Um, obviously, you would have liked more wins um, this season. No one looks at a two eleven record and is satisfied. No. Um, but what is it like ending that season on such a high note after all the struggles you faced? Yeah, I think I think it was well-deserved. I think we were a bit hard done by with the 11 straight losses. Uh, not to say that we weren't at fault, but like you said, like we couldn't catch a break. Yeah. But um, after that tough stretch, uh, to end it on such a high note in the last uh, couple of games, um, it kind of just like, took the weight off of our shoulders, gave us a positive attitude, and uh, made us look forward to this upcoming season. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good look at your career at USK. Get everyone up to speed on you. They know who you are and what you've done for this program. And that brings us to what we're really here for, this big story. (laughs) I think it's a big story. (laughs) Uh, So you were gone. Uh, you weren't there for the season finale. I was not. Um, because you were busy making the USA Beach National Team out there in Florida. Yes. Which is crazy, man. Uh, uh, yeah. Unbelievable that you're representing the United States on the international stage. Uh, 
how did that journey start? Just just walk us through how someone in your situation, your age, even gets to this point. Yeah, so I started playing beach soccer when I was, I think my first ever beach tournament, I was like either like eight or nine because our competitive club in my town, Oceanside Breakers, they host a beach soccer tournament every year. And it's oh, like okay. a big one. It's a big one where like they have a pro arena and they invite teams from like all over the world and they play in that pro arena for like, I don't know how much it is, like maybe like 20 grand. Wow. Like the winner gets that. Um, and so, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a big pool. Like a lot of people come, uh, it's, it's, it's usually a weekend in May and like a lot of people just go down there. Even like non soccer fans go down there, you know? Wow. Um, to crazy. See. Yeah. It's crazy. But, um, I played in that tournament and that was just one tournament out of the year. I played that all throughout my breakers career. Um, and I think when I was around and I loved it, like that was my favorite tournament of the year. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think around when I was maybe like 14 or 15, um, when, uh, Maddie Citron, who's on our USK team, his dad, yeah, of course. yeah his dad, uh, started a a beach soccer team, beach soccer specific, because he loved it so much. Um, and he had been urging me to join for so long, and I finally joined. And um, I started playing with them. We started playing in local tournaments. Uh, we got amazing opportunities. Uh, we got to play in Virginia Beach, Portugal. Um, wow. Yeah. So he, he was the man. He set it all up. Um, and if it weren't for him, I would not be where I am today, for sure. Wow. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So it, it's the ultimate honor for any athlete to represent your country on, mm -hmm. a, on the international stage, to wear your flag, to have that badge on your chest, yeah. uh, to hear the national anthem for the first time as you're sitting out there with the yes. whole team on the line. Um, a bit of a cheesy question, but... What's that feel like, man? And your your family must be immensely proud of you, but ha has it sunk in? Yeah. What an incredible feeling, first of all, for sure. Uh, absolutely amazing. Um, family, <laughs> family's very proud. I'm very proud of myself. Um, but yeah, it is a, it is a wonderful feeling. You know, it's when you're, it, I don't, it honestly hasn't really set in like, I think it's cool that I, that I represent <laughs> my country. It's amazing. And then, uh, especially when I was playing, uh, and when we were like, you know, singing the national anthem for the first time, I, I felt it and I felt like so honored and overjoyed and just, um, so lucky to be able to do this yeah. and to be able to have the opportunity. Um, but like right now, um, it, I, it hasn't really sunk in as like, you know, some crazy thing, yeah. you know, but, um, I just want more now. I just yeah. want to keep playing. You of know? course. Um, That's yeah. not surprising with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got your first cap, mm -hmm. uh, in the first match of the CONCACAF beach championship, you score your first goal that game. Mm -hmm. uh, you won best young player of the tournament just <laughs> to add the icing to the cake, man. Yep. Uh, Maybe this question has already answered itself with what we've just gone through, but were you nervous at all? Did you feel right? It doesn't seem like you were, but you must have had some nerves or something. I I was 
I was a little nervous, but mm. most of that nervousness nervousness was uh, excitement. I was so oh, excited, yeah. like so because I love beach soccer and I love playing beach soccer, and so to be able to just go to Costa Rica and represent your country while doing the thing you love the most shoot like you're not not very nervous you're mostly excited yeah um and i think the experienced guys did a really good job um at calming like the the rookies down excuse excuse me um and like explaining like this is a big deal but you're here for a reason just play your game and it'll uh it'll all go away you know that's awesome. Mm-hmm. We we got to talk about one of those veterans on the team. Uh, obviously, you know, beach soccer is not quite as star-studded or uh, the big money-making machine that, you know, the normal outfield soccer is. No. So the names aren't quite as well-known. But one guy, one name I knew on that team right away mm-hmm. and have for some time is Chris Toth. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know, already a legend in some respects. Uh, spent eight years with the San Diego Soccers. Uh, won four straight cha- championships with them as the understudy to Riley Swift, uh, mm-hmm. three-time MASL goalkeeper of the year, three-time top 50 beach soccer player in the world, Yeah, which is pretty crazy. You know, keepers don't get a lot of love usually in top 50 players, so no. for him to make that is astounding. Yeah, it um, really says something. Yeah. And I remember when I was still playing, looking up his highlights, because I was really into indoor. Mm-hmm. I was really into indoor as well as outfield. Um so and you're a goalie yeah so i remember looking up his highlights and half his highlights especially with the beach team are scoring goals yeah he's just a phenomenal player and of course he comes from a line of goalkeepers his dad zoltan toth uh san diego soccer's legend goalkeeper of the 80s uh won five titles with them uh league mvp indoor soccer hall of fame uh his number is retired by the soccers uh did you know about Chris's pedigree? Did you know about his dad? Did you know about any of that uh, going into this team? A yeah. little starstruck, maybe, but maybe not. <laughs> yeah, um, I knew that. I knew that Chris uh, had played indoor for the Soccers. Um, I knew that his dad played, and I knew that his dad was a Hungarian beast. Like, yeah. Because um, I went and watched like uh, a fair amount of soccer games when I was younger, you know, and mm-hmm. um, I know of Chris Toth. Uh, I didn't realize how how good he was really <laughs> until uh, um, until I started playing with him. Yeah. You know, um, and I think I knew he was local. You know, I know he's a local boy, um, and I had met him. Well, I'd I'd seen him play um, and kind of like chatted with him a little bit, but uh, when I first played with him. I was like, oh my word, this guy is just, he is a baller. Oh, he's a beast. Incredible shot stopper and um, just amazing with his feet, which is so important in beach soccer because he's basically like a fifth attacker. Like you said, he scores like all of his highlights are goals (laughs) because um, in beach, like the goalie brings it out and has to play with his feet. Um, So yeah, incredible player. amazing to have him on our side you know yeah Uh, for sure so um beach is definitely similar to indoor in that regard Mm -hmm. um the goalie plays a huge role 
in the yeah. attack yeah. in indoor mm-hmm. in indoor soccer. I guess the proper term is arena. Is um, it? Yeah, that's what I, they call it. Yeah. yeah, I think it used to be the M I. Yeah, it used to be the M I S L, and it's the M A S L Major Arena oh, Soccer okay. League. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, uh, but you know, v- very similar in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, for some of the people listening at home, they may not realize how much of a difference that change in surface play or change in surface changes the game. You know, indoor soccer almost isn't even soccer. It's basically hockey. Yeah. But it, you're playing it with your feet. So how different is the beach game? And is there anything from the beach game that you've learned, you know, maybe training with the national team that you can bring to your outdoor game? Oh man, beach is incredibly different and it's incredibly difficult as well. Oh yeah. Moving (laughs) in the sand. Yeah. Running around in the sand is just, is hard it's tiring <laughs> like and it's uh it's a testament to the game that they are only 36 minutes there's three 12 minute periods wow but you are absolutely gassed at the end oh yeah running around the sand <laughs> is hard um but yeah very different from uh traditional grass football because there's only four players on the pitch with one goalie and so when you're on the field you are 100% completely involved in every single play, you know, in, in, in grass, um, like when one, when the ball is like in, on one side of the field or like really high up the pitch, like a lot of the times, like maybe like a, someone who's really far away from the ball is like still focused on the game, but doesn't really have a lot to do, you know? Yeah, they, um, they can recover then. That, yeah. That's the big thing yes. is you have lots of time to recover. Exactly. But in, in beach, like because there's so few players, you are highlighted and you are involved in every single play because if you're not in the right spot, you're going to get scored on, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very different, very fun, very entertaining. If you have ever seen it, you will know because you can yeah. score pretty much like every single minute. Yeah. yeah and from basically anywhere and too. Basically anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Uh, do you play in shifts as well, like indoor? There's no way you're on there for 36 minutes at a time. No chance. No, no chance. <laughs> um, yeah, so typically you're on uh, anywhere between like two to like eight minutes max. You know, it's wow. Usually, it's Even usually, eight minutes sounds like a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Jeez. usually like two to six, you know, um, because you get tired so quickly, you know. Yeah. Just like one sprint in the sand, you're like, you're you already start to feel it a little bit um, yeah. and so like having those constant shifts uh is really important and yeah shift it's just like in indoor you know it's shifting a lot a lot of shifts yeah so you guys lost in the final of the CONCACAF beach championship to el salvador mm-hmm. but you did qualify for the world cup in russia this year which yes, is phenomenal it's in august it's the 19th through the 29th uh, the u.s is currently ranked 16th in the world which is nothing to sniff at at oh, all honestly that's pretty uh, good yeah and uh you know you'll definitely be facing some facing some tough competition you know the top five are it's portugal brazil uh italy uh the hosts russia and spain mm-hmm. um have you already been selected for this team or will you need to earn selection on the roster between now and then yeah so because beach isn't like uh it's not as grown as you know grass is um it's very tournament based so we don't interesting yeah so we don't really like 
ever get together and practice as a team. Um, it's like if you have a tournament coming up, you have a camp where everyone goes and you play for like a week. And then right before the tournament starts, basically the coach has to pick his squad. Um, oh. And so it'll be like that for the World Cup. So we will have a camp in like probably late July. And then after the camp is over, the coach will make the selection of the 12 players who he wants to go to Russia. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So no, to answer your question, I've not been selected yet. Gotcha. Well, I like your chances. You know, the way you played, uh, I mean, you won best young player of the tournament. I think that alone uh, definitely puts you in good standing. Uh, if slash when you were to make the team, you know, you'll miss the first week, uh, first couple weeks of the USK season. It'll be preseason. It won't be conference play. Yeah. Um, you've already met, you've already had to miss time at school <laughs> for this beach team, right? Yeah. So the, so this past semester that just ended, uh, the the CONCACAF Beach Soccer Championship was in Costa Rica and it was the weekend or it was the week before and the week of finals. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> the week before finals, I was in Florida at camp, uh, at, uh, at training camp with all the, with all the players getting ready for the tournament. And then we went to Costa Rica that Friday and that next week when we were in Costa Rica was our finals week. <laughs> so, so wow. busy week busy busy yeah <laughs> you go play mexico and then you got to go back to your hotel and write a paper uh, <laughs> um, but all all of my professors are extremely supportive um that's awesome yeah so i like i just let them know that i wasn't gonna be able to uh be at class for the finals uh, and they were all like, just let me know what I can do for you. Like, if you need me to open up at this time, just shoot me an email. I'll be there. Um, take your time. You know, like, just everything. Just so supportive. And uh, so I had to take all my finals in Costa Rica. Wow. But um, it is what it is. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah. Well, you'll most likely make this team. I think you're going to make the team. And uh, assuming you do, you know, you're going to miss uh, the first couple weeks of class here. And I'm sure the professors will be more than understanding. And, uh, of course, we'll miss you having on the pitch, man. You know, the first couple weeks of USK soccer, uh, we'll definitely miss having you out there. But mm -hmm. we'll be behind you all the way. Uh, I, I think that about wraps things up for us here. Uh, Thanks a lot for being on the show, Tone. Uh, Thanks for having me, Paul. I appreciate yeah, it. Really appreciate you coming out and uh, being able to share this story with everyone. Uh, everyone, thanks for tuning in to the first episode of the USK Athletics podcast. Uh, you'll be able to find this podcast on YouTube. I'll post some clips on Instagram and looking to have it on Spotify as well. So thanks for tuning in and be sure to tune in next time.